1: from the Athletic, joins us one of my favorite NFL writers. He just does a great job explaining things, r- the reporting that he uses to incorporate uh, in his work uh, to to make sure that you understand whatever point that he's trying to make. It is it is uh, someone that I that I look up to a great deal and someone who I think is is just really insightful to have on, and is a great person to have on this week as Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes square off because. He is the architect of the QB tiers system. I want to thank everyone who makes Lockdown Packers their first listen of the day. Thank you for, for making us a part of your day. And if you haven't, why not? It's it's easy. It's like 25, 30 minutes with a cup of coffee. The Packers, come on. It's, it's, it's a no-brainer to me. The Packers made some of their moves official coming back this week. Things that we expected to happen. Alan Lazard activated off the COVID-19 list. Uh, Matt LaFleur saying that the expectation is Joe Barry will be back on Thursday. Devontae Adams on what he called a similar timeline. uh, But they're going to wait and see. He still needs those two negative tests. Still very much up in the air. It took Malik Taylor multiple weeks to get off the COVID nineteen list, um, and so it is not a lock that he is going to play against the Chiefs on Sunday. The expectation is that he will, but I, uh, I, you know, we can't we can't take it for absolute granted. Also, pretty big news. So David Bakhtiari is back. We don't know if he's going to play. Maliflor said a decision has been made about whether or not he will play, but he is not going to share that decision. He is smiling about all of that. So maybe that is his way of saying he's going to play this week. I would expect that he is going to play this week. That would just be my expectation. Um, the fact that he admitted that he has made a decision about whether or not he's going to play, but doesn't want to share it, I think is an admission that David Bakhtiari is, in fact, going to play. We we don't know about Devontae Adams. The other part of this that is so big is Smith is back in Green Bay. He is back in Green Bay, was at practice on Monday. They don't normally practice on Monday, but because of the mini buy, they get the extra day of work. And they he was in a jersey. He was like there watching. Now he was in training camp, too. This was sold to us originally as this is going to be many, many weeks End of the season, maybe playoffs with Zadarius Smith. How much of this is based on physical ailments? How much of this was always based on things beyond physical ailments? I don't know that we will ever know the truth on that. But he is back in town, he is back with the team. And I think that suggests that he is going to be back sooner than we expected. And that is at a time when the Rams are going out and making big moves. They're going out and, and getting Von Miller. The Packers face the Rams in a month. Green Bay, you know, bringing Darius Smith back would be that same kind of impact move because Rashawn Gary has moved into that elite category or is on his way to moving into that elite category. Um, you know, top 15 pro football focus grade among guys, you know, minimum qualifier in terms of snaps. He has he has been a a very complete player. There are still some areas of his game where he can improve, but this pass rush could be a nightmarish with Zadarius Smith included back into it. Jair Alexander, you know, they're they're playing awesome uh with the guys that they have. They could actually be awesome with everyone healthy. They're not an awesome defense yet. Yet. They can get there, but the guys who are filling in are playing really good football by and large. Um, and and they're still just one or two mistakes a game from from being really, really good. You know, they they got the turnover in the red zone. We didn't really spend a lot of time on that, but they they got another turnover on the red zone. They're creating turnovers, and the traditional metrics really like them total yards, points, all those things. It's you know, DVOA doesn't like them quite as much, and and you know, for for good reason. They're getting healthy and they're seven and one. They lead the conference by record now tied at the top, but they lead and, and they, they get to play the Rams and they get to play the rest of their crappy division. They get to play the uh, the, the Lions again. They get to play the Bears again. And they get to play the Vikings twice. The Vikings just lost to a backup quarterback at home. It's uh it's not an ideal situation for the rest of the NFC North that the Packers essentially have this wrapped up now. You know, it, we're we're all. It's not even. It's not even Thanksgiving, and we could be three, four weeks away. Um, and and then then at Thanksgiving, it's where it's. Do they do they if they can't get the one? Do they rest starters in week seventeen or week eighteen? I guess this year, Th- those are conversations we're going to have like relatively soon. If the Packers keep winning these games, the thing is the schedule gets tougher. The schedule is is really about to turn. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. And so it is really important that David Bakhtiari get back out on the field. It is really important that they get Devontae Adams back because this is a game against the Chiefs that did not look, I wouldn't say it didn't look winnable. Any game that you have Aaron Rodgers is winnable. But it didn't look like a game that they were going to be likely to win, that they would be favored to win, and they're not favored to win in this game. Four weeks ago, five weeks ago, now they go into this game and you, I think you still have to feel, you know, irrespective of, of Monday night, you have to feel really good about your chances to go in and beat a Kansas City team that can't stop anyone. That can't stop anyone. So, you know, the, the Matt LaFleur said that they are working on a big move. He said that. That Brian Gutekunst and the front office are working on something if it's there to, to be made. They, they want to do something. They want to add pieces. I don't think Matt LaFleur says that as PR. I think Matt LaFleur says that because he believes that to be true. And maybe they can pull off something here to make their team better. I don't think they need to feel like they need to chase the Rams. But... They they could certainly, you know, stand to add a piece or two if they can. You always want to add the piece if you can, whether it is, you know, Fletcher Cox level. I doubt it. But, you know, there are there are some moves sort of on the margins that they could make that would that would make the team better. Luckily, this is already a very good football team that is going to keep getting better as they get healthy. And, And that, you know, that's going to lead to all kinds of questions about. What to do when they get back? I mentioned Russell Douglas. Like once Jair Alexander does get healthy, is he going to be the guy, or is it going to be Eric Stokes? I mean, that's something that I want to dig into later this week on a on a deeper basis because that is looking like a real question with the way Douglas is playing. Maybe it all changes because you know he goes out and, and gets worked by Travis Kelsey this week or by Tyree Kill. But you know the Packers are are in a very good position here to continue to get better without having to add pieces because they're going to add back their own pieces and they put together a very good roster. If they could bring in something else and they, they would be, they would be in awesome position. They're already in really, really good position moving forward here. Just getting the guys that we were hoping that they could get back. Lazard, MVS, David Bakhtiari, Devonte Adams. Like this offense could be whole for the first time all season on Sunday. Now you, you still don't have Josh Myers, but you, you have your, your, your studs, you have your blue chip players and your key role players, except for the offensive line. But Lucas Patrick is a guy who's started a bunch of games and has played well at various times for Green Bay. So this is this is like I said the other day, an opportunity for us to learn a lot about their championship medal. I think we started to learn on Thursday night. Another big opportunity is is available to them coming up this week. And speaking of opportunities, I've got a great opportunity for everyone who buys gas. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code Touchdown to get a bonus of 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code Touchdown to get up to 50 cents. Per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making up to two or $300 a month in cash back. And there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card, Amazon, or other brands. Just download for free the GetUpside app and use promo code touchdown to get that 50% per gallon, that 50 cent per gallon cash back on your first tank. Joining me now from The Athletic, one of my favorite people to talk to someone, I learn something from every single time I read something that he writes, every time he responds sarcastically to a tweet of mine, it's always to give information. Mike Sando, uh, Mike, it is it is great to be with you and we have a terrific game this week, Packers and Chiefs. I, I, you are the perfect person to have on this week because I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Rodgers and Mahomes. And you do the quarterback tiers, yeah, and you you talk to the front office people coaches. And I'm just wondering when you get the feedback from these guys, do you do you do you notice it when you're putting together the blurbs? Like, oh, people are talking about Mahomes the same way they used to talk about, or maybe even still talk about Aaron Rodgers.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. you know when a guy's gaining and getting into that realm. And I think for Mahomes, you know, it, a lot of it was a physical-based part. I mean, I think everybody would acknowledge that there's no one on Rogers' level for manipulating a whole game. I mean, he has the ability to literally lobby the officials while he's getting tackled. <laughs> I mean, he he's so next level. And there's nobody, I don't even think Brady's like that. Like, maybe not as demonstrable. You know, I think I think old, Rogers is the ultimate weapon because he can physically do any throw. Now he's probably he's not he can't run as fast as Mahomes or as fast as Rogers of Young, but I think Rogers is the best. I think so, most people in the league probably had Mahomes would have been their guy like a year ago, but I think it's hard to argue um, with anything on Rogers. You know, I, I think he's the
1: best. What, what have you have you had any recent conversations on mahomes and sort of what is going on there because the turnovers are are way up he seems to, he seems from the outside to be pressing internally yeah. uh, you know from from them at least publicly they're not saying that but that's how it seems what if anything have you heard about what the perception is of what's going on there yeah, that it's suddenly not so easy
0: when you're historically bad on defense. You know, and I've drawn the comparison to when the Saints were like that after Bounty Gate, They had about three years out of a five or six year period where they weren't just bad on defense because the great quarterback can overcome bad defense. I mean, the right. Chiefs did that in 2018. They were a bad defense and they went 12 and four. Um, but when you start, I always think if you become historically bad on defense or if your weaponry goes below a baseline level, Like I thought for a few years, like that happened to Eli Manning and the Giants, not that he's in the breath of these quarterbacks, but he looked like trash for a while because it was so bad around him. And I don't think he was trash. I mean, he wasn't tier one, but he, you know what I mean? So those things around a quarterback, and I think he's having a little bit of that with the defense. I think they've gotten sort of off of their game and, and uh, it's just new for him. You know, I think he walked into really an ideal situation from the play caller to the weaponry. Defense was pretty good. And some of those things have been chipped away at, including the play caller. I mean, I think everyone just assumes that, oh, Andy Reid had his little dehydration thing and, and uh, you know, it's all good now. I don't know about that. I mean, I think that was a significant event. You know what I mean? Yeah. How many times have you been taken to the hospital in the last month? You know what I mean? Yeah, luckily, luckily the answer is zero. Is yeah. Zero, but I think that's a big deal. I mean, like, I think they're going through some things. I think the, comp, you know. Dealing and it's with not like
1: effect. Andy Reid's resume was, was Sterling before Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, he, he was yeah. run out of Philly, even though they had a bunch of success there for yeah. late game clock management and, and some of that kind of stuff. Not that he wasn't a great coach. I mean, everyone agreed that yeah. offensively he was a very smart coach. But it has only been in the last, say, five years that he has been consistently at least placed in that upper echelon by by us anyway.
0: Well, I think he's been elite in the management of quarterbacks and gotten the best Mm. from almost every quarterback he's been with, whether that was Donovan McNabb, even Michael Vick had a wonderful um, short stint there. Alex Smith, I think, was on another level with his production. And certainly Mahomes has. So I give him a ton of credit. I think he is a great head coach. But I think there's no doubt he's probably been compromised during this time. Um, I think your team has to deal with success. When you are climbing the mountaintop together the first time, you win as we. And then what happens to your team is then once you have we – Once you have team success, I think the natural mindset for a lot of people, not just football players, but just a lot of people, is to take care of me and have a little bit of a different mindset. And you maybe go for the big contract or, you know, you're not going to quite you you can't fake hunger. You know what I mean? Yeah. If we're going to have an eating contest tonight, I want to not eat all day (laughs) and then I'm going to
1: have a better chance to eat more pieces of pizza. Right. Pat Riley called it the 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 disease of me. I mean, that's what he called it. So you know, I think it's
0: hard. I think it's real. They have real personnel issues on top of it. You know, the the coach situation's going on, um, whatever that is. And um, you know, here they are. So they're still good on offense. I think they're still going to win some games, but they fit
1: the profile of the seven and nine breeze teams. What did you think when they went out and revamped this offensive line? We don't have to go piece by piece, but just sort of broad view of like, okay, they're going to have essentially five new starters on that offensive line. And there are a lot of, there was a lot of just like, okay, well they, they fixed it. And I was going at a spot where continuity is of the utmost importance. Everyone is just going to come in and be great right away. Like, I don't, I don't, I didn't know about that. What was your perception of those moves? I kind of liked it and thought it was a year overdue. You know, when you really think about it, we're so
0: results-driven instead of process-driven. They got their offensive line's butts kicked in the Super Bowl by the 49ers. (laughs) But you win the game, so you don't have to really do anything. I mean, you know what? We won the Super Bowl. So then you come back and and, um, Mahomes is chased around the parking lot by a wild dog every week, right? and his toes hurt or whatever, He, it's hard. So now, you know what? We didn't win the Super Bowl this year. Now we've got to do the offensive line moves. And in general, I was good with them. I thought, you know, I don't know about putting all that money into a guard like like they did. That's a little bit of a luxury to me for a team that is, you know, in the process of paying the quarterback. And had, I'd rather have a little bit more of an impact position. Like I'll say that, this, as we're looking at- And teams, all of the
1: needs on defense that they have. Yeah.
0: As as we're looking at teams making moves, the Rams aren't adding a guard, are they? <laughs> Von you Miller. You know what I
1: mean, though? You're know. going for Von freaking
0: Miller and right. Jalen Ramsey. So I think when you're in that window, I, I agree you wanted to fix the line. Um, and, I, and I'm fine with that. And they drafted pretty well, the, the, a little bit like the Packers have done. I mean, they, they they looks like they have a pretty good center and right guard that they drafted. Yeah. So I think that'll probably work out. I'm not sure that Orlando Brown's a great left tackle. Like that's a trade hasn't played that like one both. that trade could hurt both teams. Like he was probably a great fit for Baltimore. I'd rather have him be there. Eric Fisher is going to maybe stabilize the left side for the Colts. You, you know right. what I mean? And maybe they can't wait for him or this or that. Or there was money involved, all that type of thing um, comes into play, but I think it was good to do the line. I understood what they were doing. I'm not sure that it was the most efficient use of resources the way they did it. And the results haven't been stellar. So, I mean, they've been okay,
1: but, but given all the needs that they had on defense, I mean, I, I think there, I think there are real questions of like, okay, well, there were some other places that that money could have been allocated to that that wasn't that spot. And as you're saying, like to draft Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith and have them play as well as they did. It's like, well, you could, you can always do that. That's a good thing to do. Let's flip this to Green Bay. Um they I'm, gonna go get out. One thing
0: in, I'm gonna get yeah. one more thing in there that is a Green Bay tie-in.
1: Okay. Andy Reed comes from Mike
0: Holmgren. Right. I covered Mike Holmgren for nine years in Seattle. After, the first nine years after he left Green Bay. And he used to always joke that when he was in Green Bay, his the extent of his involvement with the defense was to click over and go, hey Fritz, stop him. Talking to Fritz <laughs> Trimmer. Right. And that's where Andy Reed comes from. They're gonna buy some toys on offense. Hey, Spags, stop them. <laughs> So that, that's kind of what's going on here, I think. Anyway, you're going to transition now. I ruined. Well, it, it is
1: actually a perfect, a perfect way to do it because um, this is, I think, what a lot of fans were, were clamoring for. Hey, get Aaron Rodgers some more weapons. And what the Packers were trying to do was was maintain some balance. They had some hits, they had some misses, but they have they have made some some moves on the margins that turned out to be not marginal. Devondre Campbell has played at a really high level for them. They bring in Russell Douglas, um, both guys off the Arizona team or Arizona practice squad in the case of Douglas and and Campbell was there last year and they have stabilized this defense. Uh, The win on Thursday night, I I think is their best win of the season. And now, you know, practice on Monday, they get back um, David Bakhtiari, who has a chance to play this week. Marquez Valdez scaling back, Alan Lazard back, Zedaria Smith back in the city. Like they could be trending up here, but it does seem like we haven't seen their best football on on a thirty thousand foot view level. What has been your impression of this Packers team to date? They are seven and one.
0: I think they've been good. You know, the first week scared me. You know, I mean, yeah. that was I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to explain New Orleans. Like I don't either. New Orleans <laughs> win by two touchdowns at New England. You watch the game and you're like, oh, I'm glad I'm not New Orleans. Wait, they're they're winning. Oh. Um so you know they win in Seattle I'm like oh that was hard to watch you know um so I I'm throwing that one out I I think the Thursday night game against Arizona was awesome it's one of the great packer regular season wins in a while the, the type of in a while is a type of win that pulls your team together and validates your processes and I don't think that every coach can totally change the game plan of how we want to play right and execute it the way they did and even then it almost didn't work right like it was like all they could do to make that happen and they probably needed a like if it went another quarter oh maybe they went then because Kyler murray was hurt. but you know what i mean they were holding on in the end but i just thought it was an awesome display under the circumstances of the short week the injuries oh by the way Devonte adams Right. I mean, you start taking away quarterbacks, go to guys. I mean, you're really that's taking away Edelman and Gronk from Brady. That's a big deal. DeAndre Hopkins, take away Hopkins from Kyler. How'd he look? You know what I mean? So it was all the hands on the deck. It was really a validating win to me, you know, because Arizona and I, I, I wrote about this last week and I think some Packer fans thought I was taking a shot at the Packers, but I was really just contrasting the teams. Arizona is all chips, middle of the table. JJ Watt, AJ Green. I mean, it's everything they can do to try to be in this spot. And after that game, you sort of feel like, Oh, I don't know. And I'm glad glad we didn't get JJ Watt. You know what I mean? I thought it was totally a validating win for the Packers, which guarantees they'll lose by 30 this week, (laughs) the way the NFL is. But um, I thought it was a great week to be a, to be my son, who's a Packer fan. So,
1: yeah, I mean, in a, in a league where Mike White just beat, uh, you know, an AFC playoff team and Cooper Rush is is winning games like you just this is this is uh, the crazy week of of all crazy weeks um, to come off as well. It, I think it does, though. I, I think your point is well taken and, and it actually works with the Chiefs as well, who have. You know, they, they traded the first for Frank Clark. Um, they gave him yeah. the money. They gave Tyron Matthew the the money. They're out there drafting skill position players, you know, Clyde Edwards, Alaire that hasn't, that hasn't worked out, but you, you go into Tampa. Hey, guess what? They're all in mentality has, has worked great. They won a super bowl. They look like they could do it again. When you look at the process, yeah, Matt LaFleur, Brian Gutekinst, the, do you think that it's changed in the last eight months? Uh, change to become more all in or less all in, or what are you talking about? Well, I'll just, I'll just leave it open. The Packers, they're I mean, they brought, they bring in Whitney merciless. They bring in Jalen Smith. They'd make the Randall Codd trade at Aaron Rodgers' behest. The draft was for guys that can help them right away. I don't, to me, I didn't see a big difference in terms of process. Maybe they don't go get Whitney merciless, but they had injuries there. I haven't seen a big difference, but that is, I think, what Aaron Rodgers was hoping to buy with the offseason that he had was these kinds of moves.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. So I don't usually think of the drafting of even though they needed those guys on the offensive line, I wouldn't know I don't I mean those are good picks, but I don't see like, hey, we drafted a senator place Lindsley. We are really going all in to get <laughs> right. uh, now those other those defensive additions <laughs> a couple of years ago. Yes, that's exactly what we're talking about. Um, I was just going back and forth on Twitter with our our friend Andrew Brandt about this because mm-hmm. Um, I think ideally uh, we're, we're, all, we're all sort of schooled in this, especially if you come up around the Packers, of like there's a there's a steady way of doing this and you don't want to extend yourself unnecessarily. I don't know though, to like get over the top it's it's like you can do a pull up but at the end you kind of got to do this with your right. to get over it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I feel like if you look, maybe that's maybe the Packers did that with Jerry Smith and those guys, but like you know, they went and got Reggie White to win it. You know what I mean? To, yeah. to get over the top, these teams that are all bunched up there, and we got the Rams there, we got Tampa there, uh, certainly we have the Packers there. Arizona was trying to get there, I don't know if they're going to be there, you know, maybe um, Dallas. Yeah, do you have to try to make that extra splash kick? Is it better to do that with the downside? Because Andrew Brandt was like, look. It's easy to be a fan and say you want to do these things, but then you're left to clean up the mess when it doesn't work. Well, that's easy to say when you have Rodgers and Favre for 30 years and totally <laughs> loyal fan base and no owner. Right. Telling you to do anything. You can just sort of do it. What I would hate to see for the Packers is to uh, just be NFC Championship game level the whole time and not get another one. And so I think that's a great debate. Like – I don't know that you compromise and make a bad move. Like, should they have, who, who should they have gotten, you know? Uh, Right.
1: But in these last, you always make good moves, right? I mean, whatever you're doing, you have to be able to back it up. It's not just, okay, free agency. Well, but then you need to draft well. And if you're the Rams right now, you're, you're going to push that theory to its limit, right? Make all these
0: draft second and third rounders and fill them in, and that which there's some validity to that. Like picking at the end of the first round is hard, and you're gonna you're gonna miss more than you're gonna hit. Um, You know, I even say like as bad as the Jamal Adams trade looks for Seattle, the Jets probably won't draft someone who's as good as he was for them. Right. Just just unlikely that they're going to. He was a very good player. So I think I think that's a great debate. Like I I have felt we've all felt probably at certain times over the years as the trade deadline came that you wished Green Bay might make one move. So let's just think of this year. Yeah. Think of this year. So that Von Miller trade where they got Denver, the Rams got Denver to pay almost all of his salary. Right. That's how it works. And then you give up some assets. If there were that type of a move for Green Bay where they didn't have to absorb, because the first thing I hear from Packer fans is Sando, you don't understand the cap. (laughs) I'm like, no, I do understand the cap. In fact, I understood it 20 years ago. That's why I know now you can get around it. Don't, don't fall. Don't, that's just dad saying we don't have enough in our allowance, but dad can go get a loan and give us more money if he really wanted to. He's just saying it's not a prudent thing to do, which is fine. What if they could get, like, here's a totally short sighted move that would be bad beyond the season for the Packers. What if you could get Odell Beckham right now? Um, and you had to give up, I don't think you'd have to give up a lot for him, but let's just say it was a fourth round pick mm-hmm. and they're going to eat some of the salary. And you know, you're not if you're moving on from Rodgers after the season, there's no way you're going to like say that odell's the guy you want uh right
1: with jordan love
0: probably not that's just not even even beyond this year but would is that a bad short that's a bad short-sighted move but should they make it maybe they should what if they um
1: what if fans would be cheering i know that what's that fans would be cheering i know that
0: well and, and then what happens if um because there's going to be times we've all seen the list of six or seven games that Devontae misses. What if one of those, what if somebody just has a great plan for him in uh, the first round of the playoffs and they've got this great coverage and Bakhtiari's knee isn't quite the same. And so they're getting a little more heat on Rodgers. It's just a play here or there in these games. Mm-hmm. Um, was it? Stu- would it be stupid to go in for him? And now we don't have. Um, the next running back we're going to take in the second or third round in two years or whatever they were going to take a safety. I'm just joking, but you you know what I mean? Maybe it's a guard. Would you rather have Royce Newman for the next five years or Odell Beckham for a playoff run when it's the last chance you have Rogers? The smart move is to take Royce Newman, right? That's the long haul play, but I love those types of decisions. Like, I don't know. Shoot, it could be risky. What if Odell gets mad at Rodgers and they yell at each other on third down in week 18 and the chemistry (laughs) is not right? But what if he is, you know, the Super Bowl hero too? Could be. Right? Yeah, those are, I think, the types of things that aren't really fundamentally sound moves, but like it's kind of cool when your team makes them and considers them sometimes. And like if you're a Rams fan right now, you're going, shoot.
1: I kind of want to see Von Miller play. I think, I think the feeling that I get from a lot of Packer fans is we would rather see the team go down in flames, fighting their asses off to make those moves, than be the prudent decision makers who never make those moves and lose in the NFC championship game. They, they would rather, they would rather it go the other way. And, and that's fine. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know that there's a, there's a good or bad side to that argument. Well,
0: do you do you think it's a fact, or what? What level of certitude are you that this is Rogers' last year?
1: I, I think every week it gets less and less likely it's his last year in Green Bay. It just just his body language. I know that I, I always say that I'm going to stop armchair psychologizing Aaron Rodgers, but I'm I'm not. I'd like to, but I can't. I can't stop. <laughs> And it just seems he just seems like he's in a different place that he was six months ago. I think it was easy in Hawaii to say I don't want to go back there, and then once you're back, I think you have a different perspective. Once you're owning the Bears again, I think you have a different perspective. It
0: would be a great, um, it would be great if organizationally if behind the scenes right now, Goody and those guys are really earning their money and making that relationship whole, and they've done enough. And for Rogers, like we sort of laugh when they acquire Randall Cobb, but that's like a big deal to him. I'm sure way bigger yeah. to him because. In those critical situations, he, all those quarterbacks are the same. They go for their guy. You know what I mean? I, mean, I mentioned when I used to cover Seattle was Bobby Ingram for for Manhattan, but He wasn't a great yeah. player. But, I mean, he was a good, good slot receiver. Sorry, Bobby. But you know what I mean? He was great for Matt. That's what he wanted to have. All those guys have a guy like that. Peyton Manning had Stokely or whatever. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. not going to go in the Hall of Fame, but they mean a lot to that guy. So just that move may be huge to him. That may be a show of, we're doing some things for you. That it, it could, He, he that has stuff.
1: mentioned more than once in interviews, I've got my best friend in the league back. Yeah. I mean, that, so, that carries weight. That could be way more valuable to Rodgers than getting Odell.
0: It, it could mean a lot more to him. It, it probably does. So he, he also got two
1: touchdowns did. in a game that they won because Randall Cobb was the only receiver on the field that they had that he trusted. So, I mean,
0: yeah, maybe I would sit here and say, you can't tell me you don't have flexibility when you're paying $4 million to 37 year old Mercedes Lewis. But Rodgers might be saying, that's a guy I need, I want on this team in this locker room. We've kind of picked that up from him, right? That could be hugely important. That could be. That could be his Odell. You know what I mean, right? To to make this fun and to make it about the people, which is what he was talking about. Those are those are people, right? Those are more than just players to him. So I think it's just fascinating. It's amazing. It'll be amazing to me if they drafted Jordan Love and he doesn't play in his first three years. And that's another thing that's not supposed to happen. But shoot, I wouldn't move on from this guy, would you, Rogers?
1: No, I don't know how you could and it's going to be it's going to be wild to see what happens this offseason if they don't win it and and even if they do who knows rogers could say hey you know this is great i'm done but Maybe not. We'll see, Mike. Uh, I'm I'm nervous to even suggest a segue because we could we could spend 45 more minutes. So I'm I'm gonna stop it there. I appreciate your time very much. Um, this was great as always. Um, and and if my audience uh, is not subscribed to the Athletic, does not know what what do you have that you're working on right now that that they can look forward to.
0: Well, I posted a piece today. You know, I think it's hard to track trades in the NFL because you get bogged down in what the transaction was, I just put together this, I'm calling it a cheat sheet on what the dolphins have done the last three years. And so that was my column, the pick six column today on the athletic. Um, and it's, I think it's pretty interesting to just look at what they've given up, what they've gotten, what they've got left and just sort of take it all in. Because if your team, the Packers aren't, this aren't doing this, but if your team is trying to rebuild and, and get a bunch of higherly picks, it really sounds good until you have to pick the players. So, (laughs) you know, I think there's a balance to how you do these things. And this was just an interesting study for me. So you can find that today.
1: All right. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Thank. All right. I want to thank Mike Sando for joining the show. Awesome to talk to him. He is a a font of knowledge and wisdom. And, And one of the things that I really like about him is he's always willing to think differently. He's always willing to go. Well, why? Why do we believe that? What is the status quo on this, and is it the right thing? But not in a contrarian kind of way. It's always it's always rooted in, in you know, fact and and logic. And and uh, he he gets me sometimes when I when I can get a little over my skis. He's like, yeah, but what about? I'm like, ugh, damn it, Sandow, you're right. In life, we're all bound by different things. With beachbound.com vacations, you could be bound for adventure, bound for passion, bound for discovery, or bound for togetherness, bound for immersion, bound for rejuvenation, or maybe you're bound for encountering the unexpected. Personally, when I'm at a beach resort, I'm bound to end up at the poolside bar, maybe creating my own taco flight, maybe playing a little golf, love to have a golf course attached to the hotel. As long as I've got a good view and a good drink in my hand, I will be Happy with beachbound.com. You can find the perfect beach vacation for you, no matter what you're looking for. What are you bound for? Visit beachbound.com today. And On Packers is here for you every day with the Locked On Packers side of everything going on with the team. But there's more than just the Packers in the NFL for the rest of the league. Go check out Peacock and Williamson. Those guys do an awesome job covering the rest of the league. And we're going to be back tomorrow. Lily Zhao for, for Zhao, you doing Packers Chiefs? It's going to be a great one, and then we've got our live stream, and and maybe maybe something special on the live stream. Working on something that I think could be fun for the live stream on Friday. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook, like us on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube if you like the video. Like the video um, and uh, leave a comment. Let us know what you think. I'm always I'm always open to suggestions. Always. Happy to make the show more of what you guys want it to be. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do it 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.